Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 275 of We Podcast, and we know things where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, on this very special St. Patty's Day edition, is the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. And who would have thought us, back in the day, would be drinking, getting drunk, and not us being adults, we're podcasting. That's right. St. Patty's Day, and 8.45 at night, peak... Bar time, peak. Oh, dude, I would say years ago we're we're drunk at this hour. Yeah, for real. And uh, nope. Now I just put my kids to bed. It's nine o'clock at night almost, and uh, we're doing some podcasting. I'm watching Ma- March Madness in the background. Kentucky, St. Peter's. We got the Flyers. We got Philly's hot stove rumors. Baseball's back. What a great time. March has been a very good month, um, except for today because it's been a long effing day. And I'm just ready to do this pod because it's going to be a long night for me editing. So we're going to dive in. We got a tribute to a fallen person, which so tragic. We want to kick the show off with that. Then we go to picks of the week trivia. Our top three is going to lead the show off because we're going to do our top three favorite Irish drinks, which I'm definitely looking forward to. That should be fun. Uh, Before I do TV, we have some daredevil stuff. Halo, the boys, Miss Marvel, like tons in TV. So that's why that's leading off. Then Sam's going to take over in gaming in the middle where we have the February NPD, the best selling games of February, Mario Kart news, Dead Space, Overwatch, Hogwarts Legacy, uh, Steam Deck, Monster Hunter, so much stuff. And then I'll take back over in movies for just a couple of quick kind of cleanup stories. Um, especially some impressions for the Sonic 2 trailer. I'll then do a couple impressions of some new records by Glacier Veins and Plainview. Not hidden in Plainview, just regular Plainview. Uh, so I'll have words. And then our weekly WADA Spotlight Sam will end the show off with that. So this very special St. Paddy's Day edition is going to get kicked off with a memorial to somebody that meant so much and shaped our view and love of professional wrestling growing up. That is right in his 60s. Tragically, Scott Hall uh, had, I believe it was a surgery, had complications, had up to four heart attacks from that and was put on life support. He was removed from life support and he has passed away. Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon. Yeah, I was waiting for you to throw in that the Razor Ramon. Yeah, so it was he had hip surgery that just had complications and then he had three heart attacks in one day. And his family said that they weren't going to keep him on life support for long and you know, I, I, you know, you read Kevin Nash's post. I think Triple H wrote something up, and again, Shawn Michaels, that yeah, that whole click, which the whole they group, they were exactly. called the click, yeah. You know, the whole NWO and Too Sweet for Life, and again, I just fell down that YouTube rabbit hole of watching all the videos, and you know, of him just the, 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 his his entrance, his his slide walk, which was my not to him for your literal wedding was his intro music. I, uh, me, Kelly, and um, Rob, and Rob, we I gave him both one each of my necklace because I was going to rock three or four because that's how he rolled. But I figured I'd give it to them. I brought extra tooth- toothpicks because that's how he always had toothpicks. He was one of the best bad guys to ever do it. And it's truly sad to see, you know, the big guy go. Yeah, some of the best promos of the 90s, uh, particularly the early 90s were in his Razor Ramon days. And I'll never forget on my birthday, May 17th, the one, two, three kid who was Sean Waltman, mm who was turned out to be X-Pac. They were homies in real life. I didn't know that as a child. He beat Razor Ramon to win the Intercontinental Championship in like his first ever match. And the one, two, three kid became my favorite wrestler uh, until Jeff Hardy rolled along. So that was because of that moment. So I have Scott Hall to thank for that, for shaping just my love of the WWF. And he'll be sorely missed as 60 is the new 40. I mean, it is just so young nowadays. So we wish nothing but 
uh, the best for the Hall family and all of his friends and family affected. So Scott Hall, you were one of a kind, Chico. <laughs> uh, Sam, let's start where we customarily do with our picks of the week. Picks of the week this week. Me and Kelly, we saw The Atom Project. I don't on know ne- if is that on Netflix? It, it is on Netflix. That's what I thought. I, and I remember when they were kind of, um, I think it was like four months ago, I saw like a little snippet. And I was like, oh, I'm already in. I'm sold. You got you the Hulk and you got Deadpool in here. Shit, Jennifer Gardner was at Electra. You go back to her Daredevil days with Ben Affleck. Um, and shit, Zoe Zeldana, you got you have everyone. You have everyone from every universe is kind of coming in for this movie. But, you know, this ain't a superhero movie. But this this was a sci-fi family film. This was uh, it follows a pilot who goes from the future and goes back and visits his younger self by accident. And it's just the, the way they did it, the younger, I, I want to get his name right because I thought he was great. Um, Ryan Reynolds, who plays? Walker Scoble. He plays the young, I guess the younger character, Ryan Reynolds, and I thought he was great as like a little 12-year-old kid who kind of gets bullied and then kind of, you know, he finds out that it's himself and kind of everything that unfolds that uh, uh, Mark Ruffalo's character is basically like the scientist. You're never supposed to see yourself, and they have a, a very funny exchange. And it was it was a type of movie where you have your directed by Sean Levy, by the way, who did all the Knights of the Museums, all that stuff. Um, you know, you, you have your moments where you're laughing, you have where you're you know you're you're, you're tearing up a little bit, um, depending your relationship with maybe your mom or dad or something like that. It definitely tugs on the heartstrings a little bit. I'm shocking to see that they had a hundred and sixteen million dollar budget. It seems like Netflix that they they really give their movies. They they're not they're not shy with their budget here. I was not expecting to see it that high of budget. Um, but the reception's got seventy percent of Rotten Tomatoes. I give it a solid eight out of ten. I, I we had we had a blast. We really enjoyed it. It's funny now when when uh, Kelly watches Reynolds, she's like, "All I see is just friends." I can't get that that <laughs> the, the fat suit out of her, you know, because that yeah. movie was funny as shit. It was. It's classic Christmas classic. By the yeah, way. and, and, and it, this was refreshing. You know, this wasn't a movie that was. It wasn't a remake. It wasn't a sequel. It was its own new IP. It was a different idea. I know you're not a big thing of time travel and space, but they kind of they didn't go like you know back to the future. Like it wasn't like too like it, they kept it where it was like digestible, where I think you would actually watch it and I think you would actually enjoy it for a time travel movie. So if it gets under two hours, it's on Netflix, watch it for the family, check it out. It's called The Adam Project. Good. My pick of the week is also a movie. I've been going back in time because you know how I've been on like crazy binges for TV and movies last year. I'm kind of like slowing down now and kind of like waiting to ramp that back up as these new cool things are coming out. So when I'm working or when this, that, the other, I like to have something on in the background. I've said that before. And I was working really late one night. And so I put on one of my favorites. I was just scrolling on the movies on HBO Max. And I found one of my favorite movies ever. And I hadn't watched it in probably eight to 10 years. And it's just as good as it always was. The 1994 classic Airheads. I uh, you, you Didn't you tweet about that? Yes. Yeah, I saw you. Okay. Brandon Frazier, yep. Steve Buscemi, Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, Michael McKeon, Judd Nelson, Ernie Hudson. Like, you can keep going. And David Arquette. Like, 
Joe Mon- uh, Mantegna, like you can keep going and going and going and going. And this movie just brings it. Basically, Brendan Fraser, Steve Buscemi, and Adam Sandler are in a band. Buscemi and Sandler are brothers. San, uh, uh, Fraser's the front man named Chaz. They're the Lone Rangers, which is already hilarious. How can you pluralize something that's lone? Uh, Chris Farley is a cop. Michael McKeon runs a radio station, which is crazy because his name is Ian and he's got a ponytail and he's, or no, his name is Milo. He's got a ponytail. He's such a little loser. And now I'm like, now he's this old fart in better call Saul. And it's just really funny that just, you know, you think 1994 is not that long ago, but it is, it's 30 years ago, almost it's 28 years. So crazy. But anyway, um, Joe Montegno is Ian. He's like the DJ, the popular DJ and the airheads. I'm sorry. The uh, Lone Rangers want to get their song on the radio, but they can't get their attention. They can't do anything. So they get fake guns because uh, Steve Buscemi works at a toy store and they go to raw, uh, not Rob. They go to hold up this yeah. radio station at gunpoint. And then it turns out to this big hostage situation and Chris Farley's a cop and everything. Hilarious movie. Fantastic premise. Good songs. Good soundtrack. Rock and roll metal. Good stuff. And wackiness ensues. And so it actually has an ending, too, that I feel is really fitting for the movie. It doesn't necessarily have like this super happy ending. I really like that. So if you've never seen it, it is peak mid 90s. I think like 93 to 96 was some of the best cult classic. It really is some of the best era for movies like ever. There were such bangers in the mid 90s. But this is just one of them. It's Sandler like. He was a huge name, so to grab him was great, but he wasn't the Adam Sandler we know today just yet. So this was like right on the heels, I think, of Billy Madison, right around Happy Gilmore era. Adam Sandler, so big name, but not like he is today. So he's the drummer, Pip. He runs a pool service. It's just so funny. And like watching it as a kid, you laugh, but now as an adult, hearing the jokes and hearing the like the crude little things in the back, I totally understand so many more jokes than I did before. It made it that much funnier, so I cannot recommend Airheads enough. It is on HBO Max now streaming. If you've never seen it or if you're looking for that blast from your past like I was, check it out, Airheads, HBO Max. So a couple movie suggestions for us this week. We got trivia now as we move into that piece of the show. It is eight for me, seven for you. I'm going to give you the question first, a chance to tie me up. It is a very hard question. (laughs) Perfect. Is the only thing I could think of this morning, admittedly, when I woke up. But I think it's very interesting because I remember where I was when this happened. Okay. It is March Madness. So we are not a sports podcast, but for one second, we will be. In the NCAA tournament, a number 16 seed is 1 and 143 all time against the number one seed. One win, 143 losses. The only time. A 16 seed beat a number one seed was in 2018 when UMBC, the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, beat who? I don't watch any college basketball at I, all. I, I don't know. even have a guess for you. So I told please you so give me the answers. I'll give you a hint. It's a very large, popular university. Take a stab in the dark or you can get the answers. You know what? I'll give you the answers because it's not going to be who you're thinking. It's not like North Carolina or anything like that. Okay. All right. You ready? Shoot. Was it Gonzaga? Was it Virginia? Was it Kansas? Or was it Duke? Duke. Virginia. Duke was in my head, so it's probably not, but Virginia was guessed who. Yeah, Virginia. Man, it was guessed who. They won by 20. 
Yeah, that's, it was that's, insane. that's bananas. I never, I will never forget that. It's funny. I have two questions for you. I, cause I think the other one's too much of a slam dunk. I'm going to pivot <clears throat> in Halo. How many kills must you have in a row to earn a berserker medal? 10, six, something like that. Uh, in Halo. I think it's 10 or six. So I'm going to go with the bigger number. I'm going to, Oh, you know what? I'm sure 10 and six would be my answer choices, but can I have the answers please? Since I'm, I'm going second here. Good thing you did my friend. Oh, okay. A 15 B 20. Whoa. C25, Holy D30. shit. Okay. And he didn't. I appreciate a man who doesn't change his answers based on my guesses. Nope. Didn't Stuck with it at all. It. So I was low on 10. Yeah. So it's what? 15, 20, 25, 30. Yep. I'm going to get rid of the fives because I don't think it's a number that ends in five. It's a nice clean number. Even though I thought it was six. Uh, maybe that's a kill streak or something. I don't remember. So it's 20 or 30. I think 30 is way too high for one match. I'm going to go with 20. Nice round. Tw- 20 is correct. Wow. I would have gone 10 all day if you would have changed those answer choices. Yeah. So you're lucky you went with your gut. So um, 8.5 to 7. 8.5 to 7. All right. I'm, I'm cool with that. All right. Let's go to our t- uh, top three for the week. I-, I love it. We're getting so much housekeeping out of the way, like picks of the week, trivia, all that stuff before we dive into the news. But we're only 13 minutes in. So we're going to go with our top three favorite Irish drinks. I thought this was going to be harder than it was. I actually had a pretty easy time. No, this I, I had two right off the bat, and one just is my number three, which is you I'm go going to go. I'm going to go right with it. It's the Irish Karma. My number three is also the Karma. I, it's it's the classic. Um, I get classic. No, you call it. It's the I, classic thing when you want to get absolutely tanked quickly. But it, it's funny. I was going to say years ago, I used to kind of have like theme parties. And I remember a, a night that it was an Irish car bomb night where we had the Guinness, we had the Jameson, we had the Baileys and a bunch of us got wrecked. I remember we ran out of Guinness, Jameson. It's so we were just sipping Baileys. That's all that was left. But it's definitely a dangerous drink, especially you, you go do it at the bar. I'm sure there's plenty of getting Irish car bombs right going off right now. This always put you on your ass, but it, it, it was tasty. Yeah, it tastes like chocolate milk. I wouldn't say chocolate milk, but it a version only, of it. <laughs> as long as you put the, the right amount of Jameson and Bailey's, it had a, a nice touch. Yeah, you basically put Bailey's and Jameson in a shot glass and dunk it into a bottle of a or glass of Guinness, and you have to drink it quick before it curdles. And like that was my go-to drink for a while. Unfortunately, um, me and Damien, whenever we we went to a bar. We would go to a bar, and the first thing we would get when we first got there was a car bomb, real quick, just to get our buzz on, real quick. Like that's how bad it was when I was in my mid twenties. I would start my night. So you you, with a you car started bomb. there, and I started with like the Long Island. That's kind of how. That's where I shifted to, right around Murphy's wedding. If you remember that, <laughs> that I do night. actually. Yeah. So I, uh, I when I got engaged, and actually when Ash and I got together, and I stopped being single. I started shifting from the car bomb into the, the Long Island. But that car bomb's so like nostalgic for me that while I will never drink one ever again in my life and I have no urge to, it was so nostalgic that it had to make my list for sure. Yeah. I'll jump in with number two. It, this this one is actually called the Irish Buck. Have you ever heard of that one? one? No, I don't know this one. It, you, you, I, you would kind of like because it's like a a little like a fruity cocktail. Like, you know, it's, it's a little there's could be one or two whiskeys depending who makes it. Ginger with some lime juice. It 
like if you like like a Moscow mule, some yeah, like almost similar. like an Irish mule, like yeah, ginger it, it, beer, exactly. lime juice. Yeah, exactly. Oh, then and I know. It, then I know this one. Yeah. So again, the ginger, it, it just you have to drink it out of a it, copper thing. Well, that's usually that's how they hit you with the the Moscow mules. They give you that copper. Yeah, the cop- we have a couple of those in the house. Ashley likes those. Oh, nice. I mean, I, I feel like you could get this in a glass or a mug, but just it's a, it's a drink that just goes down smooth. It's not too strong. It's not too sweet. My number two is something that I enjoy quite 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 a lot. Uh, my three favorite drinks in the world: number one, a cherry limeade; a number two, a nice tall glass of ginger ale every now and again. And my number three is coffee. And uh, I love an Irish coffee. My so, number one. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. I love Irish coffee. And I don't have it very often. I just love coffee so much that when you put that little bit of Baileys in there, you have a little nice little time. You're just hanging out. You know what it is? It's a perfect nightcap drink with like your friends and you're just chilling. Well, like, I like that as like a you, nice way to end the night. You know what the little the little hint is, a little extra over the top that makes a little, like just really puts it over the edge? You give it to me. I don't know it. Brown sugar. Ooh, like rim the glass with it? That and put some in there. Gives mm. it that little extra zing. I mm. like that idea. That's a good one. Once in a while I get them. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I'm such a fucker, man. I, I used to get decaf. Oh, I, I, don't like the ca- decaf. I don't like caffeine. Caffeine fucks my head up real bad. So, uh, but yeah, decaf. I think I'm just addicted. So I get it. My headaches like, ah, oh, okay, we're good for another day. I, yeah, I get the headaches. I get the shakes. I get the shits. Like I get the, I get the three, I get the three pronged attack when I drink regular coffee. So <laughs> I drink, <laughs> normally I drink, actually tr- truth be told, I drink half calf. So oh yeah. 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 I, the Keurigs we, do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like Keurigs have that. Duncan has that for hot coffee, not for cold coffee, but. Or uh, iced coffee, or some people say cold brew, or whatever you want to call it. I think that's actually two different things. But regardless, that's my number two. That's your number one. My number one is the easiest number one I've probably ever had in my life, dude. It's 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 cider. It's cider. It's so uh, easily you, you cider. Are, you are a cider guy. I'm a cider guy. Like I just when I go to a bar, I like to drink cider over beer because it's so much easier for me to drink all night than than heavy beer. I'm not a huge huge beer guy except. For a sour. I love a sour. But I don't like the dark beers. I don't like Irish beers. But I do love like a Magner's Irish cider. You give me that, I'm a happy camper. I don't care if it's apple. I don't care if it's black raspberry. I don't care if it's some other fruity fruit fruit thing. I love it. Cider is just crisp. It's refreshing. And for me and my stomach and the disgustingly horrible IBS I have, it's gluten-free most of the time. So it really oh, helps me. I have it, no idea. It really helps me as I'm going throughout my night be able to enjoy myself without getting the stomach pains and the poops and the yeah. everything, you know, the next morning, different story, but at night, love me a nice <laughs> cider. So that was, that was our top three. I always love doing the randoms because we always make those funnier than yeah, and on a, on a holiday. It was meant to be for sure. Uh, let's get into the TV, Sam. And I'm going to start off with a story that just hit today, albeit not confirmed by Disney plus, but because of the publication it was, it was in, I have a good feeling. Um, Production Weekly, which is Entertainment Weekly's production page or magazine, whatever you want to call it. So it's basically an understudy of E! Entertainment Weekly says that a Daredevil reboot series is in the works at Disney+. And th- this shouldn't surprise no one. I'm, I'm pre- I know we said on this podcast that I know they have to be working on another show because the fan base is too strong with the show. It's still the best Marvel show to ever come out as Daredevil. Yeah. And plus Charlie Cox coming in to the MCU in some form or fashion over the last six months. Uh, 
yeah, like it, it was meant to be. So I really feel um, that that was a good introduction. Although he said at the theater, it might not have been. Uh, well, I, I mean, if you heard him, like again, he just happened to go on on a, on a bad theater. Like yeah. any the theater I was in, both times, both went nuts. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, I, that's such a shame. I mean, I know we're probably we're probably going to see him in She Hulk because she's an, uh, an attorney or a lawyer. He's a freaking lawyer. They're going to cross paths at some point. It, it, it ha- if he if he does not show up in She Hulk, I will be pissed. Which I think is then the springboard to his reboot. Exactly. She Hulk exactly. is coming soon. It's coming this year, so that sets up a 2023. We also know from Hawkeye that the villain is already in the MCU. So like, it's the pieces of the pie are there. It makes sense. That's yeah. something I'm very excited about. Now, as a reminder to everybody out there, as of yesterday, the 16th Wednesday. Um, the Disney Plus shows, are, I'm sorry, the Netflix Marvel shows are on Disney Plus now. If you go into Disney Plus, you have to reformat and put in your password and basically change your parental controls to all content. But once you do that, and it's a force, so you have to do it, um, you can then check out Daredevil and Iron Fist and Jessica Jones and, uh, and Luke Cage and all that, the Defenders. Um, so that's available now. So that's, again, another piece of that puzzle because now Daredevil, the original, is available to watch. And also, it's none of it is edited. Everything we saw on Netflix, you're getting on Disney Plus. So it's good to know that they didn't just kind of oh, they just PG. Nope, it's the same exact thing. The hard R. So it makes sense that you have to kind of go in with the parental controls. Yep, and I, I am very excited. And I have started uh, last night. I did start Daredevil again, so I will have the three seasons. You, you need to. Me. You owe it to yourself to give it another. It's shot. the only one I have any interest in watching, though. So I don't even, and I don't even think I'm going to watch the Defenders. I just have no interest. I gave Jessica Jones a shot. I gave Iron Fist a shot. I gave Luke Cage a shot. Like, like Jessica Jones, the first season is better than two. Iron Fist season two is better than one. Daredevil, I, 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 still, I I'm I just going to watch that no matter what, though. So I'm in on Daredevil. That's fine. You, you, that's a, you're, in, you're in three, se- three great seasons. You're going to enjoy everyone. And what about Luke Cage? Oh, I have one season. Luke, Luke, well, no, Luke Cage has two. Okay. He's got two seasons, but the thing that I, I felt like happened to Luke Cage was they killed a big bad in the first season, and I thought that person was the baddest, and the one they kept, I didn't – That once that main person went, I never got back that hype I was when that character was there. Gotcha. I don't want to spoil nothing for you. I am looking forward to it, but – Something else I'm kind of looking forward to, and or was, until Variety quoted the showrunner saying, we didn't give a shit about the game. Da, 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 da. We have the review for the premiere of Halo, the series premiere, coming in a week. So by the time 276 drops, the premiere of Halo will be there um, on Paramount+. Plus. So here is the review from IGN for the premiere. Given how integral the massive battles between humanity and the Covenant are, The lackluster action in the Halo premiere is cause for concern. However, the series itself gets enough right in its first outing to make up for that shortcoming. As much as the premiere focuses on capturing the iconic weapons and technology from the games, it also shows willingness to move its story in dramatically different directions. This is hardly a one-for-one adaptation of the games. That's really how the show's biggest selling point is right now which aligns with what variety said is we didn't look at the games we went into this with our own story and it's like okay so basically you bought the ip for the characters and the world fuck the games which is fine i think the last of us is going to try to is going to be the barometer of what happens when you do follow the games and i don't know how closely it will so let's just wait for that but um 
it's enough for me to want to watch it. It is not enough for me to be like, all right, let me go buy Paramount Plus now. I'll just use my trial when the show is on. I'll check out the premiere. And if I like it, I'll get Paramount for a couple months. That's it. And they gave that a seven, right? They did. Yeah, that's that's it. They give everything. I, I mean, for someone like me who never really played the games, like, so I, I guess I won't know the difference. You, you would be the one to tell me, like, oh, man, the shooting, the guns, like, that. That's I'm not going to get the little Easter eggs of, of that shit. So it that's a good be point. better for me. That's a good point. That's actually, that, fall, that definitely falls in your favor. For but sure. for all the millions of people who actually played this game, that's a detriment. Um, It depends. I mean, if you, th- I will give... I will give this. The story of the Halo games is so confusing. Is yeah. so pointless that that sucks. If you do dumb it down, I'm okay with it. And if you do go in a different direction, I won't know. I couldn't tell you the story. I know Master Chief at one point says the words finish this fight. And I know he's like floating in space and I know some guy f- catches him. Like I, I don't really I, you know what I mean? And I know they're trying to get the Halo planet. So it's it's complicated to say the least, and I've played every game except for five, including Infinite. So I don't I don't know. Um, it's again, it's enough for me to want to watch it. I'll give my opinions, and then we'll go from there. By the way, before we get into these trailer impressions, I want to let you know that next week, Sam, get your shit ready. We're gonna have a Batman spoiler cast. You're you're gonna say it. I have my ticket ten fifty on Saturday morning. Don't you cancel this time, you bastard. I shouldn't. I uh, I had to, I would have had it this week, ladies and gentlemen, but I had to cancel last week, and this week I'm going 10.50, IMAX, I'll be ready. All right, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, Get just, just so you know, everybody, right. next week, spoiler cast. Yeah, our buddy Alex saw last week, and I just like, just let me know what you think after. All I said was, banging. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will like, probably give you a sneak peek of my feelings, but I'll save the majority for the pod. Yeah, I, I won't. As much as I'm going to want to just, I'm, I might just have to start writing questions down for you just to see if you saw, you know what I mean? You call it the same thing. I hope it. you do because that, that'll carry our conversation. You know much more about that world than I do. Okay. Well, but again, I'm going into almost two weeks. You're going in fresh. So you might have everything. But we'll see. We'll see. We will see. All right. Uh, let's get into some trailer impressions because there were two giant trailers that dropped this week. One on a weekend, which is crazy. And then the other, I believe, on Tuesday or Wednesday. Let's start with the bigger one. Amazon Prime's The Boys Season 3 got a trailer and it was bonkers. It was diabolical. <laughs> nice job, Billy, Billy Butcher. I mean, again, it's just you get Billy, you're going to get him some powers. Uh, poor, poor Huey. Every time I look, he's getting th- beaten the shit out of, getting thrown up on. Something's breaking. <laughs> this guy's getting the shit kicked out of him. Uh, I love the little teases they kind of gave you with Jensen Ackles as Soldier Boy. I'm, I mean, I, I think it's no surprise. Like this is probably going to be the best season yet for the Voice. Like, I, I, there's no way the creator, um, Eric Kripke, and all the writers, all the you don't. You don't just back all this, like you talk all this stuff without having something to back it up. So I truly think they're going to bring something here with this. Uh, I think <sighs> Jensen Ackles looks cool. No problem. I'm totally in on that. He looks like, you know, the boys version of Captain America. Obviously, it's, it's I, exactly it's exactly who his character is based on. I, I love that. I love that Butcher is going to give Homelander a run for his money. I agree with some internet discourse that Ryan is probably going to be the ultimate foil to Homelander, but Butcher's going to give him a run for his money. 
Um, I like that. I like where Huey was going. I love the see season two to me wasn't as good as season one. And at point season two lost me for a little bit there. So I'm not going to say like, I love this. I love that. I love this. But there was one thing I did really enjoy. And that was that final scene with the politician where let's say things are popping. And, uh, and so to be able to carry that through and to see that a little bit more is going to be great. I'm looking forward to a lot of it. It, it looked so bonkers. It looks it looks like the most violent season yet, the most raunchy season yet, potentially the funniest, and the things where it just it's going to go crazy. So this is a trailer that you won't want to miss if you've been I, a boys fan. And my only hope for season three, I would like a little bit more of the deep. That was like again, I think both of our like little yeah. minor complaints for season two that his storyline it was a little. He just kind of took a back seat. So I kind of they hope they push him a little bit forward and. They kind of, you know, flesh him out a little bit more. It was one-sided, it was predictable, and it wasn't enough. And that was our big complaint of the season. So I'm right there with you. I really hope we get more of the deep. And by the looks of the trailer, we very mel- very well just might because he was pretty prominent in that trailer. So I'm definitely excited. Is there... And, and one thing first, don't forget that yeah. The Boys um, presents Diabolical, that uh, little animated TV yeah. show. I, I didn't get a chance to watch it yet, but it's on Netflix. There's eight episodes. Is and it on I did Prime hit, or is it on Netflix? Is it on Prime? The Boys no, is on Prime. Excuse, it's on Prime, excuse me. Amazon Prime, it's on. But it's got a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. Yeah, everybody's giving it glowing reviews. I think IGN went above their seven and gave it a 10. Oh, wow. I, think, I think a 10. It might have been a nine, but irregardless, it's good stuff. Um, I know we got like... Of all the things this year, I'm going through my list of picks of the year for TV and like things that are coming out. Potentially Mandalorian season three, Better Call Saul final season. We had Peacemaker, Ozark, Moon Knight, Obi-Wan. Um, for you, what else? Lord of the Rings. So um, Umbrella Academy. So like with all that, where does the boys rank for you in terms of hype meter? Dude, like, I, like, I think you said there's so much stuff coming. Like, I I'm like, like I'm like overload, Stranger Things, overload, by the way. Stranger overload. Things. There's, there's so many things. I'm, I think I'm Peaky always blinders. Like, I, I, yeah, I'm trying to avoid, you know, again, because I, I don't mute the words like you do, so I still have to be kind of careful because you know it takes like three seconds. To I know, I know. Okay. but you know, again, because sometimes people in UK watch the episodes and they'll post them. So usually Sunday night, I won't go on Twitter at all, and yeah. I'll wait till like a day or two because then like all that talk kind of subsides or it doesn't pop up on my feed. So again, I'm always going to be hyped for the boys just because the first season kind of just came out of nowhere. I didn't read the comics, so I didn't really know what the hell I was getting into. But I'm so glad I did. I I can't wait to watch the animated. I can't wait to watch season three. 2022, it's going to be very tough to come up with a top three at the end of the year. So that do you understand now why last year I did 21? Yeah, because, no. because there was no three. There was no three. It had I mean, to I, mean I would have did it because that's what we always do. Fuck but- that. I just there was so much good TV last year that deserved to get shouted out. I I think for all mankind season three might be dropping this year. I have to add that to my list. Like all those shows I read you, that's not that's about half of what I have currently on my list of things to watch. So it's just going to be another bonkers year for television. We're going to talk about Resident Evil in a minute. I think I I think I even have that. I don't even know if I put that on the stories. I'm so crazy in my head right now. But (laughs) like there's so much stuff coming that for me the boys. Probably, I would say Stranger Things. I'm probably more hyped for. Better Call Saul. I'm more hyped for. 
Um, I mean, how- I would say, I mean, if I think of one, I would probably say Better Call Saul, because just knowing that it's its final season, like the other yeah. shows, I know we're going to get more. This or and Moon Knight? It, it's, I'm, I'm probably Moon, Moon Knight just because that's in like two weeks. And I literally sent you a screenshot right before we recorded that uh, someone from, I think it was comicbook.com now, or someone watched the first four episodes and he said he freaking loved it. It's not like any tie-in MCU. It's just kind of it's just he stands on his own two feet, and I cannot wait to dive in. Uh, well, we're at the last seven episodes of Ozark too. I mean, like I I'm I'm not as excited for House of the Dragon as I am for uh, uh for the boys, but that's another thing to consider. I would and, and say Game of Thrones. I think we you know we all still kind of have a, a little bit of a bad taste in our mouth. That hopefully once we watch this first episode of Connie, we get that rinse. Yeah, I would say um. That's probably it because I don't think Yellow Jackets comes back this year. The Last of yeah. Us already kind of got pushed to twenty three, and then yeah. for All Mankind season three, I'd put above the boys. But that's pretty much it. Like, there's not much that I would put above the boys. I don't know, if, you know. I, I, I don't mean I meant height for the rest of the year. Oh, the right, I gotcha. Um, and I don't think I can probably say the same thing for you for our next trailer, which is Miss Marvel coming to Disney Plus on June eighth. Uh, that got its release date, by the way, and its debut trailer. I would imagine basically for you after that trailer that it's probably a little lower on your list. Yeah. Th- again, th- there's a, a character that I necessarily don't, I never, I never cared for Miss Marvel. She's from um, Jersey. I mean, I, I, probably the, my favorite. Oh, they, they shout out Jersey. Like, it, well, and then there was another scene. I, I have to get a shout out from the comics where she's at the end where she's sitting on the light, the, the lamp. Yeah. Uh, the, the light thing outside. I, I thought that was cool. Cause that was right from the comics, but this looks like the more kind of family friendly, rated g like not even pg like g for kids nah, and, i disagree that's and, hey, it's and, what and, it's letting and, you think that's and, what and, I think. and 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 i i hope i'm wrong i hope i'm pleasantly surprised like i was for hawkeye i'm just going in with literally no expectations yeah i actually like the trailer and i like the comic book style i like that it wasn't just a here's what's on the screen they made it stylized with comic book panels and things like that very scott pilgrimy i like that a lot i'm a big teen drama kind of guy like the high school drama thing the degrassis of the world the everything sucks of the world shit i made an episode of this podcast once called bring back everything sucks and i went on a half hour rant of why that show deserved more than one season so i like that and to see that she's probably a little too young. Um, like never have I ever come where I'm at like that 17, 18. I don't know this 13, 14, a little bit, maybe too young in terms of like giving a shit about the character, but that's fine. I think this probably would rely on more like the supporting cast. I thought you'd be more into it strictly because you like star girl and it's not that far off. I, 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 it's not tones. that far off, though. Yeah, but how do you know off of one trailer? I think I don't disagree that this is going to be for a younger audience, but I okay, also okay, don't let me, think. Let me, let me jump in. I just thought the reason because her show is surrounded by the Justice Society of America, who I've been dying to see live action. And once you surround the show, you hit me with, you know, you show Dr. Fate, you show Golden Age Flash, you hit me with Our Man, characters that we've never seen live action. And then you throw, you know, Miss Marvel, who I, I never read any of her comics. I don't know any character. And she's surrounded have, by Captain Marvel and Monica Rambeau. I, get I have it. I have nothing vested. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I like, get that. I'll, I'll I'll still watch the show like I always say. I watch everything, even though I still don't watch the new Mut- new mutants yet. I'm still slacking on that movie. But besides that, <laughs> I watch everything. And I've seen that movie, so you know yeah. Sam's slacking. Uh, this is another. This is a show where I told you this in text message. This trailer, I liked it. Like I said, not something that I'm gonna like. I'm going to watch it. I'm sure I'll probably enjoy it. It won't come close to sniffing my list, I'm sure. But 
I think it'll be something where I don't feel it'll be a waste of my time, but I'm not invested like you past this because the, the Marvels, AKA Captain Marvel two is probably the movie I'm looking forward to least in the history of the MCU. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I can't think of a movie I've been more down on besides maybe Black Widow. And no, that has nothing to do with the gender of the lead. I just do not care for Captain Marvel. And I thought Black Widow outside of Florence Pugh was a dog shit movie. So uh, I don't care beyond it. But I, like I said, I'm into this genre. I think it'll be more PG than G. I think it'll be more for that similar age range as the character lead, maybe 13 to 16, somewhere in there. Um, but it'll have enough adult based on the supporting cast, I have enough adult in there to make it, I would say worth your while, but like, not like you're watching the mighty ducks show, which by the way, was for kids. And we liked it. So there's that, um, big shot, another teenage high school drama show on Disney plus that kind of evokes that same one of my favorite shows of last year. So I have hopes they're not high. They're just hopes. Simple as that. Uh, moving on a kite man series is coming to HBO max, but, it's more like Cheers for villains. Now, was the, did they say animated or live action? Animated, and it would actually take place in the Harley Quinn universe. Okay, 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 awesome. Like, because he's like he, I think he put Kite Man back on the map because until Harley Quinn, Kite Man wasn't even an option. I mean, I had, I actually have his first appearance, Batman one thirty three, and. They never CGC didn't even note his first appearance. I had to submit that book in and ask CGC to note his first appearance as Kite Man, and they did. Thank you, CGC. <laughs> but nice. I, I'm down for the show. I, I it, like they played the character in in the Harley Quinn show like as a dimwit, comic relief. His he's Kite Man. He has a kite. That's all he's got. And they just play him for laughs. And he's very funny in the Harley Quinn. So I will definitely give the pilot a shot. Of course, uh, he was yeah. created by Bill Finger. And uh, you, he actually gets a um, little slight cameo in Peacemaker, kind of. He's yeah. Oh, yeah. On, on the new, on the newspaper. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So he, he, as, the intro, Kite Man. Yeah. as the intro to Kite Man, you got it if you watched Peacemaker. So yeah. there's that. Uh, no, I, I'm cool. Um, I don't care for this. I just, I never watched a second of Harley Quinn. I, you know me in animated shows. It's really got to appeal yeah. to me. I'm still, I'm still waiting for season three to drop. I feel like they've been working on that for a while. Like the first two seasons dropped fast and then. Yeah. And apparently like it's, it's imminent. I, I would say it's not too far off, but this is a show. I love cheers. Cheers is actually probably of all those golden age. Now that's not golden age, but those eighties, nineties sitcoms. That's yeah. my favorite one. I love cheers. It's amazing, but animated DC supervillains. Okay, fine. I hope it reviews. Well, I hope you enjoy it. Not going to be for me. A Kung Fu Panda series. I only put this in here because I know you like Kung Fu Panda. Is in the works at Netflix and Jack Black going to reprise his role as as uh, Poe. Um, it's funny. Of course, I, I love Kung Fu Panda. I actually, I really enjoyed all three movies. Um, Brian Cranston was actually. Didn't in the you third see one. them in theaters? The first two. I I don't think I did. I think I waited till Blu-ray and I watched them all. But again, all all three films, it, it, you weren't in there. You didn't go see a two-hour film. It was like hour and a half, hour and a half. You're in and out. It was funny. It was action. They always had a stellar cast. And I, I love to hear that Jack Black's coming back. I mean, he did three movies. So the comeback and do a TV show at Netflix, Jack Black's the man. Also, bring back Jablinski Games. Thank you. So my That's his YouTube channel, if you didn't get it. My daughter um, – was scrolling through little Netflix kids and she loves tigers and lions. And she saw mm. 
the cover Perfect. of Kung Fu Panda. And she said, Daddy, can we watch that? So I put on Kung Fu Panda for her, just so you know. She was a fan. And she enjoyed it? Ah. Oh, she was a fan. She's got great taste. Yeah. So, you know, if you ever come over for a movie day, we'll put on Kung Fu Panda and you you and her can sit down and watch it together. She's getting, so, a good old she's time. Getting, she's getting so fucking big now. Uh, James Gunn will appear as himself. Speaking of Harley Quinn season three, I probably should have put these back to back. I did until the Kung Fu Panda story came out. Will uh, appear as himself in Harley Quinn season three. That's going to be something special. He's going to be in the DC universe. Yeah, I, I actually I think I saw this on Twitter at first. I've, I've been a huge fan of the show, and they actually wrote me a part. Now, as I like, it must be nice to be James Gunn to, you know, Marvel. He was he was riding the coattails and. Bad tweets come back and he's down that DC picks him back up and now he's back with Marvel and now he's going to DC. It's hell of a ride for James Gunn. For sure. Hell of a ride. And, uh, you know, I love a, I love it when he can freely go back between Marvel and DC and no one cares. No fanboys attack him, no nothing. And he's just allowed to go make great things for us yeah. to enjoy because that's peak James Gunn. I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, the live action Resident Evil series is dropping on July 14th on Netflix. So yet another month with another thing. Was this the one with of Robbie and Mel? Was, is, that, is that the movie? That, that Resident Evil? No, I don't think so. This is the one with uh, Wesker's teenage daughters. Um, that it's really more about them than actually Wesker himself. So I, I oh my God, how long ago was it now? We, it's not 2021. That's not the Resident Evil. Uh, Welcome to Raccoon City. No, no, no. It is. Uh, Jeez Louise. We like forever ago we did. Um, yeah, I remember that one. I'm trying to. What the hell is this one? No, this ain't it. We did a plot synopsis like a year ago. It's his twin. It's his twin daughters. They're teenagers. I think Billy and Jade or something. Two girls. They come to Raccoon City and then like they realize that their dad was a fucking piece of shit. And then it does another timeline uh, where the T-virus went crazy and the one sister, I can't remember which one, Jade or Billy, is like older and she has to save the world. So it's going to go back and forth and you don't know how Billy doesn't make it. You don't know Uh, if she dies or if she's still around. Nothing. And then Jade will kind of take place. So it's going to skip between timelines. So I don't remember everything else, but I know like a year ago they came out with a synopsis. We read it on the pod and that's a summation of it. I think I'm right on that. If anybody wants to fact check me, please do. But that's, this is the one I've been waiting for, the Weskers one. That's the one I've been waiting for. So July 14th, I mean, you got Stranger Things and Better Call Saul and Ozark and all this other stuff coming so soon that this might be something well, that it has to wait for me, but it'll definitely be watched by the end of the year. So you never – I didn't see it either. You, so you didn't see the other – the Welcome to the Red Queen City movie? That, that was a movie. That year. was last year. That was like November of last year. No, I didn't yeah. watch that one. That was – I heard it was schlocky decent. Like if you like bad movies, you'll like it, but it wasn't anything to write yeah. home. I mean I still I still want to see like, – I do like the cast. You know, Wesker's in it, Chris Rayfield, Joe Valentine. I do want to see it for them characters alone, but I just – I didn't hear great – Redfield isn't Chris Redfield the dude from Umbrella Academy the big guy Tom something Chris Redfield is a character from Resident Evil you're talking about Tom Hopper he plays Albert Wesker he plays Wesker got it I know who Chris Redfield Tom Hopper I'm I'm saying who did Tom Hopper play that's thank you thank you thank you thank you he plays Wesker yep with the sunglasses and everything who Uh, who played Chris Redfield Chris Redfield was Robbie Amell Robbie Amell was Chris Redfield. Okay. Chris Redfield, Jill Valentine, Leon Kennedy. Was Leon in that movie? Yep. Who played Leon? 
Avon Jaga. I don't know that guy. Yeah, I don't know him either. Did they make Leon into a, a Hispanic fella? Like, is, is he, is he, I, I, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah, he's Colombian. Latina. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So, all right. So there's that. No, I didn't watch it, but I, and I don't think I will. Um, if it's, but, like, once it's on Netflix, I'll watch it. It is. is it? Isn't it? I thought, oh no, it came to theaters. Yes, it that's did. right. It came to theaters. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Good call. Yes. I'm sure it'll be there on a streamer eventually. Good call. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm, ha- I'm happy. This is fine. I- I'm July 14th. It'll be watched eventually. It won't make the top three, but let me take it over in gaming. A nice section here, but we'll start with the big one. Our favorite. We have February's MPD. Yeah. Top, t- top 20 best selling games of February, 2022. Before we get into that, um, I will say the number one game was not Pokemon Legends Arceus. Was not uh, uh, Horizon Forbidden West. It was Elden Ring, and Elden Ring announced their sales for the month. Or I'm sorry for the its launch, and since launch, that game has already sold 12 million copies. Jesus God! Majority on PlayStation, but 12 million. It's copies. It's, it's massive. I went to buy it on Amazon, and I stopped myself. I so was in, I. I was in Target the other day. Saw one copy left on shelves, stopped myself, and I just don't. Every time I, and I think I have interest, I watch a video on it and I immediately lose interest. It's not my game. I know that it's going to be a waste of $65. I know that. But part oh. of me just wants to be a part of the cultural zeitgeist and give it a shot, but I know I'm not going to like it. I know that already. I mean, it's. I watched Doc play it. I watched, I watched Dr. Lupo beat it on the the regular mode the plus mode like i i would love to start where his character is at that i think that could be fun but all the grinding that you have to do like it's like an 80 plus hour game absolutely i uh and by the way i think you'll be happy to know at the 137 hour mark i think i've hit a wall in legends i think i'm kind of done which is nice but 137 hours in a month and a half jesus um yeah so that was that was what we call an addiction oh and 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 real before you continue, I play the game. I don't worry. I already have. I added it you last s- second. We'll okay, so I won't even say. It. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about it in a minute. Um, yeah, I think I've, I think I've hit a wall. I have almost sixty shinies. Like I went pretty nuts on the shiny hunting. So I'm, I think I'm all good. I don't know. I'll play it every now and again. But I think like the every night I was doing two or three hours to maybe four hours every single night. I think I'm done that. I'm going to go back to sleeping now. Uh, but the top Smart 20 man. yeah the top 20 games of two, uh, February 2022 Nintendo does not count digital so some of these games do not have digital sales included number 20 The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild number 19 Far Cry 6 number 18 Pokémon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl number 17 NBA 2K22 number 16 Grand Theft Auto The Definitive Edition Trilogy Number 15, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Number 14, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Number 13, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Number 12, Mario Party Superstars. Number 11, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Number 10, Minecraft. Number 9, FIFA 22. Number 8, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Number 7, I know. Number 7, Madden. Number six, Call of Duty Vanguard, potentially the lowest I've ever seen a Call of Duty on here. And it is the last Call of Duty on here, which is just great. Number five, 
You'll like this one. Total War Warhammer 3. Oh, yo. The Warhammer fans are dedicated. For real. On a launch month, it hit number five. It beat Call of Duty. I don't care if Call of Duty is a year and a half old or whatever. Um, but it, no, Vanguard, I think, just came out this last November. Yeah, it's, it's recent. So there you go. Number four, Dying Light 2. Number three, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Number two, Horizon Forbidden West. And number one, Elden Ring. I mean, that's a solid list right there. Got a little I, I like everything. that list. Yeah, and it sucks because Legends did 6.5 million before it hit March. So it's like, darn, I would have loved for that to be a part of it. I also wonder if if Nintendo included digital, would Legends be number two? I don't think it would have been number one since it launched in January. But would it have been beaten Horizon? Horizon, I wonder. I think it would if it counted digital, but the NPD doesn't, so... I'll yeah. go with that. Um, but a very, very strong month. It was a great game. This this month's going to be good, too. We got we got some good stuff coming the rest of this month, too. Reminder, Wave 1 of Mario Kart 8 DLC tracks are available right now. Yeah, as actually a matter of fact, they're available right now for us as we record this, but I'm not playing them because I'm talking to you. Um, I mean, if you were doing the podcast and playing, that's very impressive. They dropped them. Yeah, they dropped them a couple hours early for us here in the States. I think it was 7 o'clock Eastern they they came out, all eight of them. Um, They actually did an update where you can see all the cups now. So, like, you can see every cup for all eight waves or six waves or however many waves. I think six waves. So, that's going to be cool. Um, I put in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe last night. And I was playing it, and I did one Grand Prix, and I was immediately bored out of my mind. I, something about it. Because it's eight years old, nine, ten, no, almost ten years old now, nine years old, I'm just so done with Mario Kart 8. I'll like these tracks for a couple goes around, like go-arounds, but I'm so kind of over Mario Kart 8 that I don't see myself getting sucked into this DLC by any means. I'll play it a little bit, but that's about it for me. You need a new game. I get it. You need I want. One. I want nine. Give me a new mechanic. I'm tired of the grand, like the the gravity thing. I'm tired of the current roster. I'm tired of the the carts that we have. Give me new carts and new characters and all. The, give me the new cart. I don't care if it's three years out. I'm good without playing a Mario Kart for a little bit. The Dead Space remake is aiming for an early 2023 release, and they put out new gameplay, and it looks phenomenal. They are really, really crushing it on this Dead Space remake. If you are a fan of the originals, the they are on Game Pass, Dead Space 1, 2, and 3, the original 360 versions. But uh, if you're waiting, like me, to dive back in to the horror that is Dead Space 1, this remake is looking fine. I'm looking psyched on it. I'm really, hyped. I'm really, really hyped on this. Overwatch 2 is getting a PvP beta in late April. Yeah, who cares? Go on. I only put this out there because I know people like Overwatch, but fuck Overwatch. Let's go. <laughs> and I know we just watched it right before the pod, so let's see what we thought of Hogwarts Legacy and PlayStation's State of Play. Yeah, I got a 20-minute State of Play presentation. 14 minutes of that was gameplay. That's all I watched. I didn't get to watch yeah. the whole thing. I watched the 14 minutes of gameplay while I was taking a dookie. Uh, it's got a release window of holiday of this year. It's probably coming out next year. I think it'll get delayed but that's just me sam what did you think of this game the game looks absolutely massive yeah massive. That's, that's a great word to describe it there's a it looks like a lot of stuff in that world i love that you can go outside you can go into the forest you can take the train you go to was it uh mead where you drink the 
it's sorry, I haven't seen Harry Potter, read the books in years. It, I'm definitely rusty on my slang here, but I I am interested. I don't know if it's, but again, when they're showing the wizard battles, like it's awesome. They're doing the spells, and I, I love the fact that you can kind of walk around Hogwarts and you know solve puzzles. Stu- that the, the yeah. puzzles in the world where you use your wand and magic looked really fascinating. Yeah, and, and if you watch the movies, you know that there's a lot going on in that house. If you've read the books, you know there's way more than you even, we even saw in the movies. And after the, the was that, 14 minutes of gameplay, all like the the, like the game developers, everyone's talking about it. You could tell, you could just see and feel the love that they have for the game, just the IP that is Harry Potter. I mean, yes, you're always going to have that stay now with, with um, J.K. Rowling. With J.K. Rowling. It, it, it's, again, it... it I, I, if if you know the news, then you, if you don't think about, it, I, I don't got good good for you. I I I am weak, and it, it's tough for me to, to separate the two. Yeah. I am going to try not to let that ruin what I liked and loved when I read the books, when I saw the movies. Uh, maybe I just need a little bit of time to sit and wait on it. Hopefully, I'll jump in. But I mean, again, we have time. It, I could see this game getting pushed, just being that open world having so much, I would not be surprised if it gets delayed. It's one of those tough things like the developers that what JK Rowling said and in, in her beliefs, that's not the developers. And yeah. it's like you really feel bad. Um but but you could you could feel them like dancing like not mentioning her name at all. And, like uh, it, it just it's awkward. It's, it's tough it's tough to separate. Yeah, it's yeah. tough to separate the two, and like you you want to be able to support the project for the people that did it, right? Yes. And not yes. not that you know her beliefs and the things that she said and and you know i am not sitting here saying like boycott it do this that make your own decision i'm not a harry potter fan to begin with i thought the goblins look badass i'm so excited that they're a big big part of this story i like that it's a third person over the shoulder view i like that it's kind of like super whimsical but again if this if this wasn't an rpg or at least an rpg in the making I would be much more excited than I am um, because I just don't feel like starting off as a kid and leveling. I just don't feel like doing that stuff anymore. Just give me a narrative driven game. And I think I'd be more happy with it. You can still start off in the classrooms and that's how you get your spells by learning. I think that's actually a really unique way to get your powers and to learn spells is through a classroom. That's really, really smart. I think like, being able to just go off and play a game of Quidditch will be fucking badass. I really do. I think the monster just, designs look great. Just, just to fly around everywhere on the broom, I think would be fun. And it and it all looks like really, really fun. I think Avalanche and Portkey are doing a very nice job. I think the visuals, especially on the character models, look great. The world, I think, at times looks muddy, but at the same time, part of that is too YouTube compression. You have to wait till the game's out so you can see it in its full graphical capability. Plus, it is still a work in progress. So, I am very excited for all of that. It is again one of those games where I may just enjoy the 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 other people watching. Like I'll watch the streamers that I enjoy play yeah. it versus playing it myself. It's not a game that I want to invest another sixty to one hundred hours in. Yeah, and, and God knows how long it could be more than that. Just like, from what he was speaking, I could see this being like a, an eighty plus hour game. It could be another Ghost of Tsushima here. Oh, I am. God, give me all the Ghost of Tsushima. Give me, give, give me the damn sequel. That's it. Give me the movie. I'm ready. Yeah. Now let's get your impressions for Grand Theft Auto V on the PS5. Yeah. So I bought it like a sucker. Of course. I put five Shame. hours. I put five hours into it. So just like Shame. 
and I know, right? Just enough time for me to like give my impressions. And I will say, play this game on performance mode. Do not play it on fidelity. This game needs 60 frames per second because it is chugging. Um, but on performance mode, it runs like a dream. The load times are not very long. They are so long on the original versions, even the PS4. Um, super, super long. But the story, you get pretty into it pretty quick. It does what it needs to do, but it controls like a 2013 Xbox 360 and PS3 game. Like it is really, really clunky and wobbly to walk around a lot of times. And it is very frustrating. And there are so many button choices and things to do that like every button does like six things. So like you kind of got to remember that too. I it If you, well, how do I say it? There is a reason that I don't that I got out of this game three different times. There is a reason that it never stuck with me. And there's a reason that I just don't care for grand theft auto games. And this is reminding me of why it is a game that when I want to, to kill a couple hours, I will go back to, and it's, you know, it's installed on my PS five. It'll stay there and I'll go back to it and I'll fuck around in that world for a little bit. I'll do a couple of missions, but this is a game where after two or three missions, I've had my fill and I'm ready to move on. I'm good. I'm fine. And so that's where I'm going to leave it is like it is GTA five. It's the best way to play it. It is the prettiest way to play it. It is the best performing. And I love the little touches of the dual sense. When you're driving in your car, your controller slightly rumbles the whole time to simulate tires on a road. And when there's snow on the ground, especially my God, does it feel cool and the vibrations and using that microphone and the speaker built into the controller for when you get a cell phone call and things like that beautiful touches i love that the shooting is the best the shooting has ever felt because that game sucks the gunplay sucks but it's the best it's felt yet so i'll give the this is the definitive edition and the best way to play it but again it's just grand theft auto 5 it's the same game yeah, you've been playing. it's still grand theft auto 5 no matter how much you shot you polish a turn it's still grand theft auto 5 it's it's i mean i would I don't love it. It's not a game that I'm going to, you know, like I said, ever dream about at night. It's tens everywhere. I wouldn't call it a turd, but I know what you're saying. Like, it's it's the same thing that you've gotten for the last exactly. eight years. It's very much like Mario Kart. It's the same fucking game. Like, yeah. you know what you're getting. But Sam, you played a new PlayStation 5 game as well. Final Fantasy Origins Stranger in Paradise. What did you think? Well, at first, I thought people said the demo was 20 minutes. The first one was. Oh, the, I, the I, second I, demo was longer. Oh, okay. Because the demo I have so far, I beat an hour two and a half, right? No, longer. I beat really? two okay. bosses, and I'm still going. I didn't even get to the end yet. I was like, "Holy shit!" By the time I get to the end, the game's gonna be out. <laughs> so right. I, I think I only have because I I did pop on someone's gameplay, and I think his total time was like three hours, and I think I'm at like two hours. So I'm right, like right there. I, there might be one more boss or something like that, but. I'm, my, my guy's already leveled up. Like One thing I do like they said, if you buy the game, your data transfers right over and you get your same guy. Yeah, the and, game is, I mean, the game's out. So, I mean, yeah. you know, we could. Oh, yeah, technically, it comes out tomorrow. It, no, it came out today. It came out on Thursday. So, it's out. Oh, at, mid, at the midnight releases. Yeah. No, it came out today. Like, it came out at la- midnight of well, Wednesday. Going well, I see. It says release March 18th. I, I have 17th. That's interesting. It's available on PlayStation Store. So. But whatever, who cares? It's it's whatever. It it doesn't. From what I play, you know, again, I only have two hours in. It's nowhere close as good as Final Fantasy Remake. Doesn't even touch it. 
I mean, it's I, it's not trying to be though. Yeah, and, and I, I I hope not because it's they definitely did, they did a side. It's, it's definitely a spinoff. I mean, yeah, you kill oh you God. kill chaos like that's it's very. I, I I do like of kind of where they're going with it. Um, it, it it's it's the dialogues like it, it's nothing like to it, it's to me it's like a an action role player hack and slash game that. I, I'm still, I'm still trying to like. I want to decide if I want to get it. I'm still on the fence. It didn't sell me yet. Um, I did after I put all my stuff on my guy. I realized how strong he actually. Was. At first, because I'm just battling. I'm not used to equipping this guy with boots, equipping this guy with a helmet. Like I'm, I'm usually not into them role playing games like that. But for this one, I it, it was a little bit different than the the Final Fantasy VII. I, I I just felt even like cinematically, I feel like it's a step down from where that was. So I, I just don't know how that kind of came into play. It's like, why would Final Fantasy look better than this? doesn't make sense. Um, but, you know, still Square Enix. I mean, I, I, I like it. I, I Maybe I need more time. I, I just got to get used to it. Remember, I haven't really played a game in like two years. So it's kind of like the first one I'm really jumping back in. But, you know, it took me a little a bit to get used to the controls. and But once I got it, you know, almost breaking a controller or two, I found it and I beat the second boss and all is right with the world. Nice. Um, I thought that's what it would be. It's like, it's a fine game. You're on the teeter of the purchase and yeah. maybe you will, maybe you won't, but it won't kill you either way. Like that's kind of what I figured. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, And, and seeing like seven out of 10, that's what game informer gave it a seven out of 10. IGN I, went above and beyond. They gave it an eight. Would you believe it? I mean, unless something like drastically happens like in the middle to the end of the game. So where I'm at, I mean, I'm at like probably a six right now. We're just, again, I'm only two hours into it. But maybe now that my guy is like fully stacked, now I put everything on him. Maybe my little next little play run, maybe I may love it. Yeah. But if I do decide to get it, I'll keep you guys posted. Yeah, it's nice to see that you're just playing games again. You know? Hey, I, I wanted to beat it. I, 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 I just didn't realize it was three hours. Yeah. Next up, we have the review for the Steam Deck. Yeah, it's finally here. Um, people are starting to get it in their hands pretty soon. If you don't remember, it's Valve's portable PC. It's more of a it's more of a computer than a Switch kind of competitor. You can play your Steam library like Elden Ring and God of War and GTA 5 handheld, but it also can be plugged in to become a computer. You can even do Windows on it now. So, it is available. Um it seriously impressed me with some with how some Excuse me again, IGN. It seriously impressed me with how nice some demanding modern games look on a seven-inch screen. But those dizzying highs are all too often snapped away with insurmountable uh, compatibility issues with Steam OS, installing Windows, and getting around those that comes of its own problems. I've lost count of how often I've been frustrated and annoyed to have to troubleshoot issues when trying to play a game for the first time. Battery life is another major buzzkill. Um, sure, it'll last a lot longer if all you play are low-power indies, but in that case, the Switch is a smoother experience. So while I can recommend the Steam Deck, it comes with caveats. I basically cut out... that The review was like four times longer. I just couldn't read the whole fucking thing. Seven? Yeah, I think so. It's, it's, they're safe, Matt. Throw out sevens. It's it. That's all it is. If you're ever in doubt, make it a seven. <laughs> the Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak DLC releases June 30th. Yeah, I played like two hours of Monster Hunter Rise. They gave a trial of the whole game. It's like the full game. It wasn't a demo. Um, it was available for Nintendo Switch Online users for a week. I only got about two hours in, and I, I've, again, 
understood why I just don't connect with Monster Hunter. Yeah. It's just that's it. That's where I'm at. June 30th is cool. This is going to be a massive, massive, massive expansion they had in Monster Hunter Direct earlier in the week. So go check uh, that out. It's a Monster Hunter presentation. They can't call it a direct because they went on to it on their own. But I'll say what I fucking want to (laughs) say. And the last story we have in gaming, there will be no EA play this June. And I didn't want to say like no E3 EA play for two reasons. Number one, we don't know technically if E3 is happening this year. We believe it is, but we don't know. And secondly, technically EA play is not a part and never has been a part of E3. It just takes place the day before. So everybody lumps it in. They go to where E3 is. And they do it the day before. So they're a part of it, but they don't got to pay the fees to the ESA. EA is a fucker. That's what they are. (laughs) But they're not doing it this year. And I truly applaud this because if you don't have anything worth showing, don't come with bullshit, get everybody excited, and then have a horrible presentation and then get sharded all over for the next you know week or month, whatever. Uh, If you got nothing to show, hold it until you do. And I truly appreciate that. And EA is all about getting the hype and getting money and doing this and doing that like every business is, but they, they like without fail do an EA play and for them to hold on that this year. Okay, cool. Now I can focus on the Xbox show. Now I can focus on the Nintendo direct. Now I can focus on that Ubisoft forward. I'm sure we'll be there. And then that July, my assumption is the July big giant, massive PlayStation showcase they've done. The last two years, fuck EA plays. They always suck. Good for them for holding it back. Uh, Let's go back into movies. HBO Max and Discovery Plus are merging into one service. So now you can watch all the Mythbusters that you want, Sam. Didn't I could have sworn you said this a while ago that you said you saw the writing on the wall for this? Um, Well, no, the uh, yes, I did. But that's because. Um, WB sold to Discovery or Discovery sold to... I can't... There was a merger or an acquisition like a year ago and I said that I wouldn't be shocked if these two streamers become one, but that was more like an inevitability as opposed to like me being the smart guy in the room. So it was kind of like the obvious has become a thing, but like what's on Discovery Plus that you really like jonesing for? Nothing. It's going to be planets, cool. life, nature, like just shows it, like that. It's, it's the I, I equate this to Disney Plus has Nat Geo, and if you want some ah. Nat Geo stuff, you go watch it. So like the Discovery stuff, I will check out some things on there. If Man vs Wild is a part of that, if you know, um, like I said, MythBusters stuff like that. Now, do I you mean, think but, this will raise the price of HBO Max? I think they just keep it the same for a while. No, no I think they're going to be fine because if they didn't raise the price when they dropped day one movies. I don't think that this will. Good point. If anything, raising the price day one movies is the play, even a buck. But yeah, they didn't do that. And they kept the good faith. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm on that. It's because they also have tiered things. Like they have a $10 and a $15. 15 is more than goddamn enough. So yeah, I'm good. Uh, David Lindelof might make a star Wars movie. He made lost. He made uh, the night, um, the uh, watchman on HBO. This is a pretty I mean, good, pretty big guy. I mean, I don't know how I feel. I, I never seen Lost, but I always just hear people like the horror stories. Oh, I wait, all these scenes for this. So it, I'm a little trepidatious with him at Lost. They are like that was like 15 years ago. People had to learn their lessons. He, get better. He also did the leftovers, and I heard very mixed things about that. Oh, I heard fantastic things about that. Uh, he also directed Prometheus, or he wrote Prometheus. Excuse me, I'm out on that. 
So I'm saying, so I'm saying, like, it, uh, you know, Tomorrowland, which was George Clooney, was not that great. Was not great. Yeah. He, I did like World War Z. He wrote that, and Cowboy and Alien was another little flop of his. Yeah, but, but that own. was better than it deserved. That was actually a pretty semi decent movie. I would say I like that he did the Star Trek, the Star Trek, Star Trek Into Darkness. That's kind of I'm going to lean my hat on that. I didn't see Watchmen, so I can't. I heard that was fantastic. What you did? I'm shocked. I am I did, shocked. There's there's so much, man. There's so much. Um, but it, it, it's on the list. I, I I I'll give it a shot. I watch everything, but just be cautious. That's all. Yeah. Um, it's also another new Star Wars movie. Like we we aren't hearing much on the Star Wars film front because they're dominating Disney Plus yeah, right go, now. Like honestly, like dude, I'm at the point. Like, do I need another movie right now? Like, I'm I, I'm already feel like there's like six Star Wars shows right now. Like a movie, I'm like that might be too much. Yeah, even like superheroes, like every you know, like maybe it's another reason why I'm, I'm maybe not as hyped at Miss Marvel. It feels every time I turn around, it's a new Marvel, it's new DC. Like I'm grateful, but. Man, it's a lot. Yeah, that's why like I'm looking so forward to the things that have nothing to do with Marvel. Exactly, DC, exactly. You, you're you know, when you get the superhero fatigue, you get a little burnout. You just need something. You need something different. That's when I tell you about shows and movies and stuff like that that have like nothing, like Yellow Jackets and shit like that. It's just such a refreshing. That's why I I jumped in on the Adam Project. Nothing. That's to do right. With, that's you right. Know what I mean, yeah, like an original idea. God forbid. Yeah. Uh, and also. Sonic 2 got its final trailer, comes out April 8th, so we're right around the corner, less than a month away from Sonic. We finally heard Knuckles speak. We saw Jim Carrey in his uh, most grandiose Dr. Robotnik you could ever imagine. Um, what'd you think of that final trailer? I, I love the Winter Soldier reference. I, I thought that I got me too. a nice kick. I mean, they were pretty on the nose with it. They, I think they literally said, what are you, the Winter Soldier? Yeah, no, they, and, and it was great. I, I laughed, and this comes out three days for my birthday. I love, did you see the, the poster? It was the recreation of, uh, Sonic Hedgehog to the game. Yeah. I, I don't did, know if you yeah. saw it. I, Every, I that. Every, that was everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You know, little touches like that. I, I just look at it and smile. Like I'm, I'm going to go into this movie. You're, I'm not going and expecting it to win golden globes. I'm <laughs> going to leave my brain at the door and enjoy it. Like, just like I enjoyed the first one. It was the last movie I saw before freaking COVID hit. Um, they already got signed. They already greenlit a third film and a spinoff series with Knuckles. I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see the whole gang again. I'm excited to see Jim Carrey's crazy mustache. I'm ready to see what it, Idris Elba can bring as Knuckles because I, Knuckles is obviously besides Sonic, he's my favorite. And yeah, I, I think Ben Schwartz is he'll he'll do fine the role again. He he's funny enough. Um, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I'm not gonna go any further. It's fine. You weren't a fan of the first one, so I didn't expect you to be too hyped for this. It's fine. It looks better than the first one. It's just like, this is a movie I'm not rushing. We're getting Knuckles, for. man. Come on. I'm not. I'm not. Shadow, Shadow is going to be on the third one, in the third one, calling it now. So is Biggs the cat. I'm, I'm telling you now, unlike Sonic, I'm in no rush to see this. Okay. 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 Let's move into music where I'm going to give you a couple impressions of a couple records that I've been listening to. Damn near nonstop, uh, particularly this first one, Lunar Reflection from a band called Glacier Veins that I absolutely adore. I thought their first record was phenomenal. So when I got the opportunity, which was, by the way, 2020's The World You Want to See, when I got the opportunity to uh, review, thanks to our friends at Big Picture Media, Lunar Reflection, their new record that came out March 11th, so just six days ago, I jumped all over it. 
12 songs, 39 minutes, so a nice, solid listen. And I am so happy to say that not only does it go above and beyond where their first record did, but it is something that has been stuck in my head since I freaking got the review copy two weeks or whatever before the record came out. I absolutely love this record. Cover Me, number four, one of my favorite songs of 2022. If it didn't have the little interlude in the middle where it kind of takes me out of it for like 45 seconds, I would have loved it even more. It might be my favorite song of the year. If it didn't have that interlude, I'm all for an interlude. But it was killing my vibe. I was vibing hard, vibing hard. Love the record so much. If you, I love the name, but I love the name Glacier Veins. Great, it it is name. a fantastic name. I'm trying to think like the obvious is like Paramore because they got a girl singer. That is not what you're getting here. This is, um, it's not pop punk. It's not emo. I guess it's alternative. It's just good old fashioned rock and roll. What I think separates Glacier Veins from a couple other bands that I listen to particularly is the guitar work. Very, very subtly uh, shredding. Like if you listen to the music underneath the words, boy, howdy, they go nuts. And I love that so much. It just, it shreds underneath and it makes you feel real good when you're listening to it. So I cannot recommend Lunar Reflection enough. Again, thank you to our friends at Big Picture Media. This will be in the conversation for me when it comes to my albums of the year. It was, it's really honestly that good. Uh, We got another one too from our friends at Big Picture Media. This is Plain View. No, not hidden in plain view. The the fantastic drive through band. Shout out to Joe for being on our podcast. One of the first, by the way, uh, guests we've ever had. December twenty sixth, two thousand eighteen, at the Iron Pig Brewery. Iron Pig? No, no. What was it? The the something pig. The I think Star- I- Starling Pig. Starling, Starling pig? pig. That sounds right. Yeah, they gave us a room to ourselves, dude, just to interview them. Like, how great was that? And I, I'm like, it was so nice there. I'm, I'm kind of pissed. Up. I never went back. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, it's crazy. But they have this record out as well. It dropped March 11th as well. This is an EP, the Nightlife EP. Um, five songs, 16 minutes. The single, the big single off this record is probably the best rec- song on the record. How much break can one heart take? And if you're saying to yourself, boy, that is an emo title. That is what you're getting with this band. This is like the throwback to 2002, 2003 drive through when it was the Benjamins and uh, Alistair and census fail was coming through with a 16 year old drummer um, and Dan trap. I think it was um, like, that's kind of the reminiscent that I get from this band. I mean, they are very, very emo. They're not trying to hide it. it and I'll tell you, I think the biggest influence that I get from them is Ohio is for lovers era Hawthorne Heights. Like mm. you, I'm going to tell you, Sam song structure, first verse, Simple verse, catchy chorus, verse number two, they scream it, and it's basically the same words as verse number one, but except they're screamed instead. So very Finch-esque, very uh, Hawthorne Heights-esque. Like, I, I really did enjoy it. Here's the one caveat to the record. It is very 2002, 2003, drive through Records emo. So if that is not your jam, this can kind of get tiring after a little bit. So that's what I'll say. Like, It is five songs, and it's only 16 minutes, so it's not like it's 12 songs, this big opus. I can handle it in chunks, one playthrough, and I'm good. Whereas other records, I can kind of go back and, and go through. It's a good record, but you really, truly have to love and appreciate emo. It cannot just be a high school phase, which, hey, some people didn't get out of that phase. This is still my life, ladies and gentlemen, but it's 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 good. I won't say it's on the level as maybe Glacier Veins or um, 
something like that, but a good solid emo as shit EP. Can't go wrong there. Plain view nightlife. So that was uh, the two impressions from our music section. Sam, bring us home with a weekly wada. <clears throat> weekly wada this week is it's funny that <clears throat> I never knew this was a game. I actually saw the anime first back in the day and then realized it actually came. It actually had two games that came out for PlayStation two. So one of the rare occasions where the video game was first, then did an anime, then had another sequel. I'm talking about Gungrave for the PlayStation 2. I actually got this off of, I saw, um, I forget his, I saw it on eBay, and then sometimes they'll have, they'll link like their IG name or something like that. So I went on IG, I, I, I apologize, I should have wrote it down to give him a shout out, but it might have been like rare understore games or something like that. But I, I shot him a DM on IG, said, hey, um, I see you have this game here. You're able to, you know, take it for, you know, a lower amount because again, eBay, you know, you get 15% fees and stuff like that. So you're, people are always able to work out a deal. He was able to hold it for me. Did a quick little, you know, I think it was a t- two payments. Super nice guy. I have to get it right down his name. But this was the first one. It came out in 2002. I remember buying this seventh grade summer, if I'm not mistaken. I had, This is a 9.8 A plus seal. I only seen one other copy graded, and it was a 9.8 A++. Funny, though, the guy, that guy who owns the plus plus, saw my IG post and commented, do you need to upgrade? LOL. And I was like, oh, you're the guy with the A++. And just small world how that happened. But this is the first party Y scene with the Sony security label and tear strip developed by Red Entertainment. Also, um, <clears throat> the game, it got moderate reviews. EGM gave it a 6.8 out of 10. IGN, surprisingly, gave it an 8 out of 10. Game Informer, 7 out of 10. And a Metacritic, 65 out of 100. Um, the game, it, it was okay. But to me, the anime shines. The anime was is, was way better than the games. But I, th- I found it funny that the character designs was provided by the series creator, Yashiro Naitao. So you might say, who the hell is that? He created Trigun. So I was like, oh, it made sense why I liked the, the anime back in the day. Because, you know, I figured I watched, you know, Trigon a little bit before that. Gone Grave characters, kind of similar style, a little bit to Trigon. So it kind of makes sense why I like the feel of of this anime. And it, the, kinda, it, the, the game and the anime kind of starts with um, the guy Brandon Heat. He used to work for, um, like, a, a gun for hire. Then basically they, they get him killed and he gets resurrected and he's out for blood and, and revenge. And for for the games, I thought they were okay, but I mainly got this for the anime for me because it's just so much nostalgia. I'm probably going to rewatch this after we finish Yu Yu. We are on the last arc now, I believe, the last disc of Hakusho. It's been a long journey. I forgot how many episodes it was. Then after that, I will jump on Gungrave and get ready, get down to the next anime because I feel like my list is ever growing. I still have season two of One Punch Man. Uh, I still have to watch Attack on Titan. The new Dragon Ball Z movie's coming out, I think, later this year. There's a lot of stuff coming. But I highly recommend you, if, if you can't, if you don't have a PlayStation 2, you don't have the games, at least do yourself a favor and go watch the 26-episode anime series, Gungrave. Uh, I've, before you did your, um, I forget when we were talking. I think it was during the EA Play thing. I was looking up, as I was talking, the Elden Ring uh, average time to complete just because I was you were talking about it earlier. How long the average time to be for that game is forty seven hours. So that's, that's just the, that's just the main story, not even the extras. The extras is eighty hours. 
Yeah, and, and there's so much side quests. There's other bosses over here. You'd go through yeah. the mud, and it, there's a whole bunch of shit. But... The platinum, on average, takes 107 hours. So, not a lot of people have gotten it, but no. just there you go. So, that was episode 275. Listen, it's late. It's after 10 o'clock now. Um, apologies if some of this sounded rushed. I It was a very long day. I did not do as much prep as I normally do, so I do apologize out there if I do sound all flabbergasted, but I'm not going to lie, everybody. I'm psyched to go to fucking bed. So for an hour and 20 minute show, I'm good with that. I can go to bed easy tonight. I appreciate all you listening. Um, everybody, hope you had a great St. Patty's Day. Hope you're out there having fun. Be safe. Be smart. Don't get behind the wheel of a car tonight if you're having a car bomb, like we said earlier. And uh, we'll see you next week with our Batman spoiler cast on episode 276. I just threw my tooth in. <laughs> <laughs>